Hello and welcome to Banking Under Pressure, the podcast series that looks into how COVID-19 is affecting financial services and how it might reshape the industry. I'm Silvia Pavoni, Economics Editor of The Banker, and I'm talking to Simon Dodds, who is a partner at law firm Sherman & Sterling. Simon, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So there clearly are quite a lot of points of pressure for banks uh, to deal with under the current crisis. And uh, I know that you have put together a few points for them perhaps to bear in mind and, when trying to navigate through these difficult times. Could you give me your top, I guess, priorities for banks when it comes to dealing with this? And then um, I'd like to focus on one of them, which I know is regulation. The banks are much better positioned to weather the storm today than they were uh, a few years ago. But I think that what makes this particularly challenging is the protracted nature uh, of the crisis. Uh, This is not just a situation where you activate disaster recovery plans, enter the crisis for a short period and then return to normality. Uh, And also how the crisis is is acting as an accelerator for changes that were already in in process um, around the business. And I think banks uh, are navigating the various challenges, avoiding the risks that will come up will require enormous skills, strong leadership, and indeed good fortune. And I think banks need to be alive in particular to the existence of systemic risk. And I mean risk to the entire system arising because of the interconnectedness of the markets and the possibility of contagion. Uh, And the way they approach the management of risk has to be holistic. And without care, risk management can become very siloed. And so the challenges for banks include managing their financial and capital position, of course, but it also includes real challenges to organizational structures, personnel, and culture. These are some of the points that uh, you have uh, discussed in the recent reports um, that uh, Sherman and Sterling published. Um, You mentioned management. That, of course, also has to include the management of the relationship with regulators. So how is that relationship going to change, looking ahead both in the short term, but also longer term? It's an interesting thing. Of course, one of the big challenges with regulators is that if you happen to be a global institution, you have a multiplicity of regulators that you have to deal with in different parts of the world, sometimes within the same country. And that adds real complexity to the management of regulatory relationships. And that's particularly the case in a crisis like this, where the demands of regulators in different locations may be different, where there may be potential risks in one place, where one regulator uh, may be demanding um, information that another regulator doesn't particularly want you to hand over. And so the careful management of relationships, particularly at a time of crisis, is really something that needs to be done very carefully. It is essentially about taking a holistic approach to the requirements of the different regulators. You don't want to be in a situation where you favor one above the other. It is also about keeping lines of communication open with all of your regulators. And you would expect that with your principal home regulator, but in each location where you are, the ability to keep those lines of communication open is very important. Um, And as with any relationship, you you don't want there to be surprises. So if you are running into some sort of difficulty or some sort of regulatory potential problem, you want as much as possible to be open and transparent to each of the regulators uh, that are impacted. I think what's also interesting about the current crisis 
unlike the financial crisis, the banks are really part of the solution to the economic impact of the pandemic. They are a conduit to pass government funding through to the real economy. And we've seen governments and central banks uh, around the world urging banks to keep lending, especially to SMEs. And of course, that raises a real tension because as a bank, you want to kind of keep on the same side with the government. You may feel like you have an obligation to try to keep the economy open, but there's still a safety and soundness requirement. And getting that balance right is quite challenging. I think that requires really two things. I think it requires very honest discussion and very honest debate within the firm. Um, and that is, is challenging in and of itself, given remote uh, working. And then secondly, you need to have a very open dialogue uh, with your regulator to make sure there are no misunderstandings. So how much room for improvement is there in terms of uh, openness of this dialogue? So aren't banks then being open as much as they should under the current circumstances? If you are a bank located in the UK, your principal regulator is the FCA and the PRA. I think those relationships are very clear and very straightforward. And there is a day-to-day -day interaction that I think works well. Pre-crisis, I think it works well during the crisis, subject to some of the tensions I've talked about. I think where the big challenges come is where your business is really in multiple locations and making sure that whatever you're doing vis-a-vis -vis the UK regulator uh, doesn't impact adversely what you might be doing in Europe uh, or might be doing in the US and making sure that there is wherever possible parity of information, where the relationships are, are good in all places, and most particularly where there are no surprises. The, the thing you need to avoid more than any anything is something coming out that affects a regulator. Uh, you know, it might come out in the UK, but it might affect a regulator in a different part of the world. You wanna be on the front foot explaining what has happened to that other regulator. Very well. So uh, keeping these relationships effective and close as possible is something the banks will have to continue to focus on, and even more so now that they are dealing with this uh, global, often unpredictable crisis. So, yeah. Simon, thank you so much for sharing your views with us, and best of luck with your work. Thank you very much. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.